Welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I'm going to be talking about uh, what I did on Community Day. Hopefully, you all had a fantastic time. Hopefully, you guys got a lot of gold or a lot of uh, allegiance or renown, whatever you guys were looking forward to. Hopefully, you got it. But I wanted to talk about some of the stuff that I did this weekend in the Community Day. All that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. But before I get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons because they're the ones that are supporting this content. They're the ones that are helping me and my wife get to SOT Fest in the UK so that I can have a fantastic birthday. I can see my friends. I can go see the developers and I'll also get to go and actually do a live recording, something that I want to get help with from you. I'm going to need your help with that. So I don't know if I'll have anyone to record with me. So it's going to be me up on a stage taking questions, uh, talking about the game. I'm going to see if I can get some content uh, creators up there with me so that it's not just myself alone on the big stage, which would be really weird. Uh, but I want to see uh all the people that i can up there and the the this right now the gold hoarders the patrons are the ones that are helping out with that so i wanted to thank them as always as i do every single episode thank you to people's republic l cute balls bam bam bagel captain hasco captain hayes chateau neuf zombie killer cloud cosmic johnson static mirror davram tv el jefe esteban Fergatron, Godhammer 6, Jabaro 5, Carl Embo, Kazia the Rogue, Nightstar, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Raja the Brave, Registella, Replicated Flame, Rustbelt Kid, Norwegian, Skamelt 666, Captain Dasm, That Kilted Guy, Tian Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Heger Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zam Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. I love all of you. You guys really do make my life easier. I can't thank you enough for the support. It really does mean the world to me. So if you want to support, if you're listening to this and you want to help contribute to Keelhauled Podcast, you like the content, head over to patreon.com forward slash Keelhauled Podcast. Pick a tier that works for you for as long as you want. And I will graciously announce your name on the podcast. Thank you so much. With that, let's get into the content. First up on today's docket, let's talk about Sea of Thieves Community Day, what I did. Um, we went out, Davram and I from Pirate Talk Radio, we went out and we did ourselves uh, as many tall tales as possible. Um, he had this idea that we would be able to get them all done. And I was thinking that's a lot of time to, to be able to do all these. We'll try and get as many done as possible, but I, I definitely don't think we'll be able to knock them all out. Um, knowing that all of these were kind of one of those ones where they each take a roughly about an hour, give or take 15, 20 minutes um, on how fast you know it, or if you know where to go, things like that. And um, he was in, he was pretty certain that we were going to be able to get Grey Marrow uh, up to the Grey Marrow Tall Tales within the first three hours, which I didn't find out about until hour seven, um, but that would have been good to know because I probably could have given him a heads up beforehand. But I figured, you know what, let's let's go through the old tall tales. 
Um, everyone was probably going to be out there doing dives and uh, queuing into the hourglass system. Um, I knew that that was going to be a really good way for me to kind of bump up my uh, allegiance um, with probably Reapers first because that's the one that I want to get first. But um, I, I decided that this community day, I didn't want to stress myself out. I wanted to have a good chill day and we decided to kick it off with the tall tale so we start off with the shroud breaker and um that was probably the easiest uh it was really interesting to kind of go through some of the tall tales again bear in mind we we sailed for about seven hours and had a lot of folks drop by it was really awesome to meet some new people uh to see like how their their sea thieves day has been going um and as we were kind of going through each of the different tall tales uh i started to notice that most most of the first five tall tales really do have a lot of history with Captain Briggsy. And I thought this was kind of interesting, given that as we were um, kind of working through the most recent Secret Wilds adventure and we're waiting for the final one in this arc, um, it was interesting to go back and realize that since the anniversary update back in 2019, uh, a lot of the lore that we've gotten has had some of the major characters like the Gold Hoarder, the Pirate Lord, um, characters like that. But many of them are all kind of circling around Captain Briggsy. Captain Briggsy is actually one of the main focal characters in Sea of Thieves uh, because of all the stuff that she's done. And when we were doing specifically the Cursed Rogue, that was one of the most interesting ones. And if you haven't done this in a while, I'd encourage you before the next adventure comes out, because not only is it just kind of fun to go uh, take on Captain Briggsy herself in her skeleton form, but also there's points where you have to go out to get different things of hers to be able to get a, a compass that will take you to where she can she can be found. And when you go after these um, items, they're hidden chests and you have to go to specific islands and dig them up and the reason that you're digging them up is because skeletons have been tasked with burying and guarding them the interesting thing that i found out here um is there's dialogue that's actually coming from some of the skeleton captains that are guarding this chest and one of the topics that came up while we were eavesdropping on them was the fact that they were debating about whether or not briggsy knew about the curse that would turn you from being a skeleton to a human being right um and god god bless all the you know you know whatever you believe uh bless the people at rare who did the voices for these skeletons for this update because they must have destroyed their voices trying to get the raspy stuff uh in their in you know i i hope that they didn't hurt themselves trying to trying to get these voice lines recorded because it was super super apparent that a lot of people were like really trying to get you know kind of really putting themselves in there um but the, the conversation revolved around the fact that captain briggsy was on the hunt for this cure from turning her in from from turning her back to her human form and it was really interesting to kind of sit back and think like it's been years literal years since captain briggsy was first introduced how we how we got to know her but subsequently the fact that she's been chasing after this cure for so 
long that I genuinely forgot that this is something that's been going on for years, that we've known about this for years. And it's never really gotten brought up because obviously bigger things came up with, you know, Duke, with the, the Mass Stranger, uh, with Stitcher Jim and the Roar. Uh, then we had Pendragon and then Flameheart and then Bell and then Merrick. And all of that seems to have really distracted away from the fact that at the core of the storytelling that kicked it all off with Tall Tales, the things that we've been looking forward to, the lore hounds of us have been looking forward to that kind of further progress the world of Sea of Thieves, so it's not just going out and doing the same old voyages. It was really unique and interesting to come to the realization, or at least recall, that at the very beginning, we were chasing after Captain Briggsy, and that the memories she had entailed her going to the Shores of Gold, her knowing where the Shroud Breaker stones were, and the conversation surrounding the fact that she was hunting for a cure from being turned into a skeleton. And I really loved that because at the end of the day, when we finally get the next adventure, which uh, I know last week I talked about how um, I didn't want spoilers, but I wondered what people were thinking about it. And I found out from, from some really nice people, they let me know that... Um, it actually hasn't been something that they are aware of, that no one actually knows what's going on with the next one, which really calls into question, is this something that will actually be held onto as kind of a fifth anniversary special thing? Um, will they actually wait till March for us to get this? It'd be very interesting because I think that they could release it a couple of weeks before uh, the, the fifth anniversary and stuff. And that would be kind of an interesting twist. Um, but there's so much that we don't know about what the next adventure is going to entail, except that is tied in, in intrinsically to Briggsy. And it makes me wonder what's going to happen with Briggsy. Will Briggsy become more of a permanent mainstay in Sea of Thieves? Um, kind of the way that Belle has with her in the Pirate Legend Tavern. And will there be any kind of like hints or uh, drives to um, helping Pendragon? Like, when are we going to have Pendragon stuff? So it was really interesting to kind of go back. And as we played through the Cursed Rogue and then subsequently like Tasha's story, uh, and then we went and did um, uh, the Stars of a Thief, which I have to say, Stars of the Thief is one of the best uh, designed ones as far as complexity, um, but it's also one of the hardest ones. And it's really surprising to have to try and work through that. I think we spent probably at least a good 15, 20 minutes on Thieves Haven trying to work out the riddle that was uh, the the four lines of, of information that we had to go on for that one. That one, I really, I don't know about that one because I like it, but it's also one of the hardest ones to have to deal with. Um, and then, of course, like Wild Rose and hearing the story of, of what Briggsy thought of Wild Rose versus what George thought of Wild Rose is very interesting. It's very interesting to hear how George always felt that that Rose herself was such a strong-willed character on her own and really didn't... The context is interesting because I we know from one person's perspective what Rose was like. From George's perspective, she was a strong, independent woman uh, who held her own, you know, two swords in, in each or, or, you know, two swords um, as her choice of weapon, you know, one in each hand, which I still really think would be a fantastic way to play Sea of Thieves. And um, 
hearing it from Briggsy's side, how she really loved Briggsy and thought that, you know, she was someone to look uh, look after, look up to and try to emulate was such a, such an interesting perspective to me because I really didn't, I really never imagined that for Rose. Um, but hearing just how much Briggsy boasted, um, both, you know, as a skeleton lord, it was it was interesting because you kind of expected it. She was she was kind of the first skeleton lord that we ever came across. And we learned a lot from, you know, what Rare wanted to design when it came to a bigger boss uh, for the skeleton lords. You know, obviously we've had multiple since then with Ashen Lords, with uh, skeleton lords, with the Gold Hoarder, with the, the mutinous helmsman and uh, the duchess and uh, the mutinous or no. What was the other one? Oh, I'm blanking on the other one. Two-Faced Scoundrel. There we go. Um, it's been interesting to see like where Skeleton Lords have gone since Briggsy. And now that we've kind of gotten into the Secret Wilds, we've uncovered a lot of the knowledge about what's going on. Now that Bell has helped bring back the Ancients, uh, and they will help in some form. They, you know, we've barely just earned their trust. Uh, how will they? How will their influence be? be able to impact the situation going on with Briggsy helping out the Dark Brethren Court. And if the Dark Brethren Court are actually the ones that are initiating kind of this this push to find this temple where this supposed cure for becoming a skeleton or being dead is something that can reanimate you. Um, it's all very nebulous at the moment as far as like what's going to happen. I really genuinely am curious what is going to happen with the story in the next adventure. But being able to go back and play through the tall tales is something that I genuinely miss with these adventures. I love that, that we're getting the adventures, but knowing that we can actually go back, go through the dialogue experience it for ourselves and in as a testament to, to anyone you know who's played the game for a long time you've you've been there you've done it but how many of us uh truly recall everything to the point where we feel comfortable being able to say yes or no on a certain quiz during a certain award ceremony you know those kind of things always come up and you think you know as much as you would know especially given how steeped you are in the lore but even some questions are so um, kind of out there that you, you tend to forget the details because it's been so long since you've actually gone back and refreshed yourself over stuff like that. You know, I, I can definitely tell you from my own perspective, um, there used to be a time where I knew every single island that was on the map. And not only did I know the islands, but I also knew the spawns for the animals. I knew exactly which islands had, had what animals, how many types of animals, you know, if it was one or two and what they were. I also knew all of the paintings, all of the rock paintings that they had on there. You know, those were all things that I knew by heart. And that, that information seems to have been replaced with information that comes to us from the lore now i'm trying to recall more about the characters in the story and a lot of my worldly knowledge is actually failing i'm forgetting where riddles are i'm forgetting where uh paintings are on islands and stuff like that and with that being the case i i kind of worry about how many adventures we're going to get and how to properly catalog that information. Um, a lot of content creators uh, do a fabulous job, much better job than I do, covering 
the adventures when they come out they record video they post guides uh they take notes in the wiki um and we have ways to kind of look back on that information but it always kind of comes back to my mind how do you bring someone up to date with all of that knowledge with all of that lore the history that is sea of thieves it is no it's it's not carved anywhere on rocks it's not told in any journals that you can find um, there's no way in the world that we have that system cataloged in the game. And I think that we are missing the opportunity to take advantage of a character who's been in Sea of Thieves for a very long time. Not the entire Sea of Thieves. She's been gone and she's come back. But I feel like Umbra is one of the few characters who has taken it upon themselves to catalog the history of Sea of Thieves. And it was great when she got introduced because she had a large breadth of knowledge of all of the Easter eggs in the game. Now, we haven't had any Easter eggs in the game since, and uh, mine withstanding, all of their, uh, all of the other Easter eggs are, are cataloged by her. Um, and I think it's time for us to suggest to Rare that if there was a way, I don't know how hard this would be, I imagine it would be extremely difficult, which is why it would probably take a lot of time to work on it, but I think that she needs to be the true historian of Sea of Thieves, someone that is cataloging the story that gives players an opportunity to have a retelling. If you've ever watched um, the YouTube videos or if you've ever played through the Wild Rose uh, kind of a, a tall tale, there's a moment where um, Olive is able to take the items plus a bit of her hair and a, a, some, some weird stuff coming from a skull uh, and put it into one of the little ritual offering boxes and you see the spirits of Wild Rose and George come up and they're able to be together in the afterlife. They're able to join their souls and she was able to remove their souls from the items, the pendants that their souls were trapped in, something that at this point has only been made available to a select number of people in uh, Sea of Thieves. Now, I'm not suggesting that Umber be able to do anything like that. But what I am suggesting is, is that the concept of that and the concept of the storytelling that happens at the end of the Shores of Gold with the Pirate Lord being able to tell you this fantastic monologue, this, this soliloquy, if you will, uh, on the backdrop of a really beautiful kind of like this is Sea of Thieves, you know, this is the world we've we've built. And while we can't keep it free of, of people trying to steal it from us, we can constantly keep vigilant and you know all the all the jib jab that he goes on about but i think umbra would be a great person to be able to tell the story of sea of thieves and these adventures and you could go and talk to her and she would have dialogue that would give you um summaries of each of the different adventures in the game in the so you could actually go talk to her you know and um have something fantastic like the way that uh calypso or the 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 stranger at each of the pirates life um areas has the ability to you know either either spit on the fire or throw something on the fire but have something where you know umbra has like a dust a pouch of a pouch of dust and she tosses the dust on the fire and up comes this big eruption of fire and smoke and then in the smoke you can see the story you know if you've ever gone to disneyland and they they have like the water uh, event that happens at night where they do all this video and it's in the backdrop is actually the water 
cascading from the fountains and stuff and it just looks fantastic i would love for them to be able to utilize umbra in a way that catalogs the history of sea of thieves if we're not going to be getting these tall tales on a constant basis because those right now are the best way to recall the history of sea of thieves and because so much of it is tied to briggsy i feel like certain characters have fallen by the wayside let me take a quick break and i'll talk about some of the other characters So you may be wondering what other characters in the Tall Tales have been forgotten or which ones are ones that we need to address or maybe they don't need to be addressed. But I think there's an opportunity. I think that we have characters that really need to come out and speak for themselves. There's a character that we know absolutely nothing about. But what is great about them is that because we don't know anything, they can be anything. And the only thing that we know about them is that they are quite the trickster. And if anyone's played through the original nine tall tales, they can admit that the trickster is probably up there on their top three of tall tales from the original nine. It's one of the most fun, one of the most interesting tall tales to do, both with the spyglass, with the keg, traveling to sailors. Um, oh my gosh, what's the name of that island? It's, it's Mike's favorite, Sailor's Bounty. I think it's Sailor's Bounty. See, this is what happens. I remember more about the lore and the adventures than I do the islands. I'm losing it. Okay. Uh, where was I? Okay, so Trix, Trickster. And that is one of the characters that has just been a, a, an earmark in a book. A, a little bit of a lore in the, in the Chronicles of Sea of Thieves. If you're flipping through the pages, there's one page earmarked and it says the trickster. And we don't know absolutely, absolutely anything about them. We know that they had a workshop. We know that they like tricks and we know that they love traps, but we don't know anything else about them. And I think this is a fantastic opportunity that once we are moving with Briggsy, that is a perfect opportunity for us to start to bring in some of the other characters. Let's talk about Salty. Salty is another character, just like the Trickster. We don't know a whole lot. Now, if you remember uh, back in the beta days, you may not, you may not, in alpha days, you may not know about Salty. Um, Salty used to be a vendor. He, he was turned into a skeleton parrot. He didn't even turn into a skeleton. They just straight up changed his whole species. And he was turned into a skeleton parrot for reasons. Now, we don't know what's going on, but wouldn't it be interesting? Now, I don't know how this would work. Maybe it would change him back into a regular bird. Maybe it would just change him back into Salty, the, the normal person. But wouldn't it be interesting if we went, now go on this little imagination trip with me, if we went to the Sea of the Damned, we found this temple and in this temple we were deemed worthy with the help of the ancients and Briggsy's knowledge to reclaim the cure for becoming uh, a skeleton and what if we use that to help try and redeem salty and give something to salty that has been missing for a long time I feel like the years that salty has been just a parrot sitting on plunder valley telling people how they can get information about the trickster is at an end. And I think it's time for us to redeem him. He's he's done his time, uh, penance paid. And I think we ought to have Salty become a more interesting character than currently what he is at the moment. You might be wondering like, okay, well, what was he going to do? Anything we want. That's the beauty of Sea of Thieves. 
At that point, Salty could become anyone that way that that we want. They could become the new Duke. They could become the new uh, representative over on the sea post where Merrick used to work. Salty definitely thinks, uh, or I think that Salty definitely needs to be addressed because it's just a little odd that so much has happened around Sea of Thieves, so much story, so much uh, adventure has happened around Sea of Thieves with all of these characters. And some of the ones that started us off on this journey of having lore within Sea of Thieves have been cast to the side, ignored, second characters, third characters, tertiary, unknowns. And it's a shame because I think Rare does such a great job of telling stories and pulling things back from the history. That's why I'm bringing this up is because we have the story of Briggsy coming back after we've gone through the Ashen Lords with Stitcher Jim, with Flameheart, now Pendragon. We're coming back to Briggsy. And wouldn't it be interesting if we started to learn more about the trickster? Now, if you've if you've ever been on Twitter or maybe you're familiar with um, with his work, uh, Shabby over on Twitter, as well as multiple discords, has been doing art uh, that is all kind of around like his own character. And I think um, actually, I think it's him. Sorry, Shameless. If 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 it's if it's a he that I that I'm, I love it, if, if it's a she or if, or if it's a they, I do apologize. I don't know your pronouns. And I checked your actual profile. I want you to know I checked your profile. I didn't see him. Um, but I wanted to kind of say like there are there are characters that uh, Shabby has done that are, are really interesting character like he's had uh, and I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm using pronouns I don't know for sure of, but um, they've had the chemist for a long time and it, it, there's a, a fantastic history behind the chemist but the chemist is not someone that's actually in sea of thieves which is a shame because i think that it would be an amazing thing for the chemist to be something that gets brought into sea of thieves alongside the trickster two characters who go by their passion as, as far as how they're known who maybe worked together had a falling out decided they were going after each other at that point and decided that one of them was going to have to die something interesting like that you never know but i love the idea that we have these characters in sea of thieves from tall tales that have not been addressed and could definitely be used to tell a story that we haven't heard yet something that falls inside the the current timeline that we're dealing with right now but also something that is kind of like the side story to the flameheart revival because i'm assuming like at some point we will get we will get the story behind flameheart we will have him be resurrected and then we'll have to figure out what happens then because honestly i don't i don't know what happens then but I would love to have some of these interesting characters from the original Tall Tales, like Salty, like the Trickster, um, even Suds. Suds is so dull right now, just hanging out on North Star Seapost with hardly any connection outside of Briggsy. To have more story built in for them and really enrich some of the characters that we've had before we go diving into some of the unknowns that are coming down the line with story that is already being planned. What do you guys think about this? What do you all think? Do you think that that's something that's cool? Do you, do you have you ever had any thoughts about who these people are or you know what kind of impact they've had in Sea of Thieves and how come we've never heard from them? Is that something that's ever crossed your mind or is it just another kind of 
earmark on a page in the tall tales that we get to go through. Ahoy there, pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any two vip books or use the affiliate link for green man gaming if you're a pc gamer you'd like to save money on games it's one of the benefit of being a pc gamer head over to green man gaming you can get codes for steam epic any of the different stores that they have deals going on they have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there please consider using our affiliate link all of that goes straight to me through the network thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast it means the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show all right pirates so as you know i love style I love dressing up. I think the cosmetics are one of the best things about the game because we really get to show off who we look like. And most of us have all got our looks. I don't know too many of you that actually go and change up your look on a regular basis because it fancies, you know, whatever you decide to do. In fact, I think Caleb is one of the few characters that I know, uh, and I say characters literally, uh, who goes about and changes their cosmetics based on the type of ship that they're doing, the, the task that they're having all kinds of stuff. And most people generally just go with what they normally have. But as you know, there is a new style of sea uh, style of thieves event coming up for season eight if you want to go for those fashionistas finery gloves we now have the themes now entries are going to open up on february 20th now i want you to know kind of what this is going to be like it's going to be four themes and it's going to start on the 20th of february so we know what the themes are i'll cover them in a second here but i want you to understand the timelines for this now this is something that as far as i know you can uh reply in the discord you can reply on facebook you can reply on uh twitter you can reply on instagram um and there's different things and i've gone over this in the last i think it was last episode or it might have been the one before that forgive me it was one of the last two episodes when we got the information about how you can do this but we now have the themes so i wanted to cover those so on the 20th of february you'll have 24 hours to post photos to whichever uh medium is most comfortable for you and the first one is going to be historical dress up and the little blurb that they put out about it in the in the release says transform your pirate into an iconic figure from history remember to include the name of who you've embodying uh, in your submission post now I, I want to say that this is historical so obviously someone from our history uh it doesn't matter who it is could be a celebrity could be a an athlete could be a political figure could be someone inspirational um could be your abuela with i don't know maybe a photo next to it to kind of let let rare know like what your abuela looked like but um 
there's it's it's I, I there's so much that you could do and i i can already see people pushing for the powdered wigs like i would be very careful if you're deciding like if you're thinking like historical dress up ah i know i have a white powdered wig i would be careful because i imagine that we're probably going to see a lot of characters that are in historical or, or in powdered wigs so it's tempting but i would i would caution unless for some reason you have the most perfect face to be like one of those like marie antoinette or george washington type of characters you know if you look like the queen of england then go for it if that's what if that's what your pirate looks like have at it um but the first one's going to be historical dress up and that's going to go for 24 hours the next one um submissions for this are going to kick up on february 21st okay and this is called athena ambassadors and it says assemble your best ensemble inspired by the guardians of fortune faction now remember this is not like what you look like on your ship this isn't what you look like with your buddies this isn't the best kill you got this is how do you embody the guardians of fortune faction and honestly i'm not too big a fan of this because this one i think is going to really benefit those who already have at least 100 in the guardians of fortune faction um, if you have access to all of those cosmetics you might have a good leg up but again i want to caution you if you do, there's a good chance that other people are going to have the same thought to be the mysterious stranger. So try and come up with something that's a little more interesting. Take a look at some of the people that are over in the Athena's Fortune area. Uh, see if there's something about them that is unique to them only and then move with that. The next one is going to kick up on February 22nd. And that one is called Party Gear. And it says get your glad rags on and show us what your pirates wearing to dance the night away now this there's a couple things that i can already think of um so hopefully you all have fun with this one get creative i'd be very curious to see what people think of and remember you can't use costumes so don't don't go with something that is really funny looking that's a costume try and piece something together um, whether you come up with like, I don't, I don't know, maybe you could come up with a really nice kind of prom look, you know, like you've got this really fancy dress or uh, maybe a, a, a full tux, something like that, you know, see what you can do with that. And then the last one is called Re Repping Reapers. And this one is, of course, uh, fashion, some fine, finery inspired by the Servant of the Flame faction. No pajamas, please. And this is one that kicks off on February 23rd. So if you were uh, going with Athena, that's probably your strongest one. If you're going for Reapers, chances are you'd have a good time going with that. Um, these, I, if I'm being perfectly honest, I feel like the themes are inspired by Season 8, but a lot more restrictive on how unique you can make them. Like they're good because they're focused, but I think they're a little too focused. Like the Athena and the Reapers one, you're going to go with something that's like green or red, right? Like that's kind of the idea. Now, whether you decide to do something like that or you try to do something that is inspired by that, that's where I think some of the creativity would come from. Like if you can come up with a costume that is Athena centric but without using any of the ghostly stuff or any of the guardian cosmetics that's impressive to me 
But those are the four themes. Um, again, this is for the uh, the fashionista gloves, uh, which are those kind of teal green with the uh, the gold um, birds on them and the uh, the kind of weird little markings on the arms. I don't know. I still I'm not a huge fan of the design, but I love the the concept of this. Uh, but definitely, if you guys are looking to try and collect these, um, those are the themes. And as I recall, this could be the case. Maybe I can take a quick look here. Uh, you will be able to enter them in on each day for the first 24 hours that they are available on the four different platforms that they've announced. And then a week later was typically when they were going to announce uh, the winners and that they were going to be doing the, um, the, the choices were going to be from judges on the internal team, not from the external community. So there's no... There's no way that people are going to be able to have any kind of um, uh, popularity contest kind of with this. You know, the most popular one gets voted, stuff like that. So I love that. I think it's going to be great. I think they're going to have a good time with it uh, and, and kind of move forward with trying to come up with something outside of just the normal Sea of Thieves shot. Because I think, I think there's a lot of people out there that have worked out kind of the Sea of Thieves shot contest and know what the teams are looking for and are able to create something like that um it's gotten too good for me to feel like i have any creativity enough to be able to come up with something that will uh be able to compete with what i've seen out there so bummer i probably will never get those sales i didn't get them when they first came out but you know that's on me for not being creative enough or putting enough effort into it um the the fashionista stuff i think i can I think I have a good idea on some of the things that I can do with that. Is this something that you guys like? I want to know, is this something that you all resonate with? Is it interesting? What would you change? Do you even like the gloves? What if the gloves look different? Would you then be interested? You know, what is your idea of something like that to do a contest around the cosmetics of Sea of Thieves? Because essentially those are what we're, what we're going after. Um, is there enough cosmetics in the game to be able to do what you want? Do you feel like there's pieces that are missing? And this actually kind of brings me to the the one thing that I wanted to talk about this, because I think that this is in something that I think is, is kind of talked about between friends, but I don't really hear too much about it. And that's kind of the, the traditional pirate cosmetics. Um, very, very many, that's a kind of a weird way to say, it, but uh, I'm trying to get my thoughts here. Uh, and I, I don't feel like we have enough traditional fantasy pirate clothing. You know, I feel like we are still missing out on a lot of really uh, kind of quintessential pirate looks. Um, we're missing like some of the traditional sailor, like low, low sailor kind of uh, gear that you see with like some of the cartoons with some of the uh, the kind of piratey costumes. Um, you know, I, I feel like we really could use... Uh, just more down-to-earth pirate-esque kind of cosmetics. I still would really love to have um, a jacket that has like a bandolier on it with a couple guns in there. You know, I would love to have a jacket that has uh, a belt around it with a sword holster. Um, there's so many things that I would love to be able to do with a pirate with more piratey clothes, uh, have better handkerchiefs, um, have more options for, uh, uh, cosmetics for your face. Like, why don't we have things like, um, 
nose rings? Why don't we have things like earrings? Why don't we have things like spectacles? I feel like we need to figure out how to craft an additional type of vanity items to really kind of personalize our pirates a little bit more. You know, seeing images from the art book, it's clear that the the concepts were there, that they had ideas about what they wanted pirates to look for. And the infinite pirate generator is good to a degree. You can change a fair amount um, from there and post, but there are certain things in Sea of Thieves that I feel like are just really hard for them to do, but really would help, I think, with going through and customizing your pirate to look like something that's way outside of what the the current uh group of pirates look like and and it's kind of a bummer because i think that rare has always worked really hard to try and give players enough cosmetics and enough um ability or enough options with the infinite pirate generator to be able to come up with a character that is very unique to them but at the end of the day i can't say that i really see a whole lot of people that facially look too different like we really don't have and and this goes back years like i've been asking for small pirates for a long time like i've always wanted to have you know shorter shorter pirates and you don't see that too much most of the pirates are all roughly about the same size um whether they're wide or skinny that's that that can seem to change but as far as height goes it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of options so I wanted to think about just some of the different things that we could do. I think we could 100% get bracelets in. I think we could get nose rings in. Uh, I would love to see like eyebrow rings or just earrings in general, actually. I'd love to have different types of spectacles, you know, like half moon spectacles, uh, uh, box frame spectacles. I would love to have bifocals in there. Uh, we've already got the Merchant Alliance with the monocle. Um, I would love to have... Uh, jackets that have uh, pocket watches attached to them. You know, how fantastic is it that we can have a pocket watch that we can pull out, but we don't show that that pocket watch is in any kind of waistcoat uh, or jacket uh, that we wear. Um, so much of the world uh, of Sea of Thieves is done up to a really beautiful style, and they've constantly been able to give us different types of cosmetics, and many of those cosmetics are different color themes around certain th sets that have come out over the years um, but we haven't really seen anything that is pushing us into an area where we're going to get a new type of cosmetic like we haven't had a really like a new like curses are the most new type of cosmetic i can think of at the moment and curses are great but we are seriously lacking on ways to hide cosmetics that we don't want shown but with with certain like we don't have we can always kind of take off a cosmetic right we can always remove a cosmetic but there might be parts of it that we like and we don't have a way to to choose that um and and i'm just trying to think of like a way that we can showcase certain things about our character um that are tied to cosmetics that we don't have like you know obviously different types of tattoos different types of scars um, scars on your face, scars, you know, like things like that, that are all kind of tied to the infinite pirate generator. And the curse that we got recently with the skeletons uh, and the reapers, I think is a perfect example of being able to change the fundamental look of your character. But I think that the way they're doing that is, is a completely different type of tech. Like you can choose different body parts for your skeleton and those work like cosmetics. But there's no way for us to do that 
outside of the uh, appearance potion that you can buy from the Emporium. And it's, it's, I think we need to f have some sort of gold sink that allows us to do stuff like that as well, or at least open up a new type of cosmetic slot for our characters to be able to augment parts of our face with either, you know, piercings or tattoos, scars, things like that. We really, I, I feel like that's something I would love to see kind of push into that role play part of, of playing into Sea of Thieves. You know, they've had, they had that, that roadmap that is obviously, you know, every roadmap fails. So it doesn't really, it's, it's a, a good kind of goal. It's not set in stone. Um, but with the role play, they, they brought in like the, the Reaper's Bones and, and, or the, the guard, the, the servants of the flame and the guardians of Athena fortune. Um, and that was kind of the, the role play aspect of being able to pick your side. Um, but I was actually kind of hoping that we would start to get different types of cosmetics. I was kind of hoping that we'd start to get loadouts for sets as well too. like have a, a cosmetic set that once we have that, we can save that without having to pay gold, by the way, uh, save it as just a, a loadout. And that will be a quote, that will go into your quote unquote costumes. So that way, if you want to take off that costume, then you can close, you know, take off that costume. But say you get five different save loadouts and you can save a certain set of clothing to one of those loadouts. And then you go into your costumes tab and you click on that costume and it will load all of those pieces of gear. Something like that, I think, would really be nice for a lot of pirates who like to kind of role play, who like to have different roles uh, that they play through. Or that was kind of a weird way of saying that, but they like to, you know, some will be the 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 captain, some will be the 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 helmsman, some will be the the cannoneer and the border, you know, and they have different looks uh, that they have for that. And these are all kind of the weird things that I've, I've just kind of been thinking about recently when I think about like the fashionista stuff and how that stuff is limited, but still very unique to what we what we can do with Sea of Thieves. Um, and then also like with Umbra and the Tall Tales and going through those and having story delivered to us in a way, but not having a good way to kind of save that that history for Sea of Thieves. So these are these were kind of the things that came to mind as we came through the the end of the uh, community day. Um, I did want to say that uh, I haven't gotten a chance to go back and watch the VODs for Community Day. Um, I did want to. This is just a very busy weekend for me. Unfortunately, I had two podcasts on top of this one to record. Uh, additionally, I also wanted to um, spend time with my wife because, as many of you know, today is the, the 12th. Uh, and the Valentine's Day is, is, you know, this was also a lot of people were kind of busy this weekend, but um, this was the best time to kind of celebrate the Valentine's Day thing. So uh, for all intents and purposes, my weekend has been super slammed and I haven't had a chance to really do a whole lot outside of, you know, prepping for podcasts and spending time with the missus. Um, so because of that, I am looking forward to going into this week to be able to go back and watch the VODs. Unfortunately, I've been like also really, really invested in playing games um, and burning through a certain number of games. I was able to get some codes for games recently. Uh, so I've been trying to play through those to get some good thoughts on them for one of the podcasts, uh, which is the Xbox expansion pass, by the way. And as I've kind of been going through uh, you know, like my my wants out of Sea of Thieves, these were two that I thought like, ah, you know, I don't really have a whole lot to talk about this week. So maybe I can dive into 
um, some of the smaller things that I've been wanting to touch on. But um, these were just some thoughts. I would love to hear some feedback from you all. How was your how was your community day? Did you have a good time? I saw some folks in Discord saying that they had some issues. Um, I saw some folks saying that they ran into cheaters. Uh, I saw some folks say that they got a lot of gold. Um, and it was very interesting to kind of see like what's going on with this. Um, you know, will we start to actually see some of the story move forward with some of these characters that we haven't really addressed with adventure or do you even care do you just you're, you're happy doing what you want i'm very curious to hear how people feel about the game right now from a gameplay perspective not necessarily like dumping on the fact that there's issues with a code like i don't i don't need to hear about that stuff i want to hear what your stories have been what are your what are your adventures been like what are the things that you've been having fun with in sea of thieves or where are some of the areas where you're not having fun and you would like to have something changed that would probably make it more fun so um, let me know in the show notes. Uh, you've got links to all of the different um, ways to get a hold of me. Best way, honestly, is going to be through Discord for the community. Feel free to join up there. Um, I, I posted my nominations for my mods, uh, who've just been fantastic as as far as taking care of the community. I really love them, and I'm looking forward to seeing them on uh, Sea of Thieves. I was just working out with my wife about the uh the trip and how much time we're going to have to take off for sea of thieves fest so starting to you know get that money saved up for the trip uh because i know that we're going to need tickets for both of us and that's going to be that's going to be real pricey so still working on that still working on um making sure that uh the the community episode comes out the end of the month uh i was just talking with some folks about when that's going to be um that's actually going to be on the 25th so not this coming weekend not the 18th but on the 25th we'll be recording the next community day uh or not community day sorry <laughs> the next community episode for keelhauled so gold hoarders um get your thoughts get your feelings uh I, i'd love to hear some some different um things that could come up with on this um and to those that are listening i know we recently talked about hackers um if you find different websites um, that are are selling mods or selling cheats for Sea of Thieves. If you want to pass those on to me, I have been passing uh, the ones that I get onto the uh, community management team for Sea of Thieves so that those can go to the appropriate team so that those sites can start getting shut down so that it's harder and harder for hackers to be able to get those cheats uh, to be able to, to ruin um, people's days on the sea. So if you have that information, I don't know if there's a good way to report it. I've just been giving it to the CM team. Um, so definitely if, if it's something that's in game, always report it through the website, make sure that you're putting in those reports. It, I know it takes time, I know it's effort, but if you want the seas to be fair, uh, that's going to be the best way for us to be able to, to get that to happen is to be able to give the information that Sea of Thieves needs to be able to find that stuff because it's there's a lot more of us than there are them and they're working on nine to five. All right, pirates, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Again, we just finished Sea of Thieves Community Day. I got my um, I got my scorecard, which was hilarious. I loved being able to, to do the scorecard. Um, I got my flag. Uh, I didn't need the celestial 
uh, steed stuff and I didn't need the ebb and flintlock. Hopefully you all got those. Um, I saw a couple of folks say that they missed out on it, which was a shame. Um, streaming seven hours. I was hoping that a lot of folks that, that needed them were able to get them through my channel. I made sure that I was set up for that uh, and that everything was connected. So if you watched mine for a couple hours, then you should have been able to get yours if you needed those. And I also saw that Rare found a couple of the spinal figurehead codes and were doing a um, little giveaway on Twitter where they were basically saying like, hey, you know, if you follow, you like and you retweet, uh, you'll be put into the pool of people that will get the um, the, the a chance to get that code. Uh, they're going to do five winners um, at the end of the day. Um, and I think they've actually I think they've actually already done that. Uh, so hopefully those people won what they were what they were going for uh really glad to see that everyone um was able to make a fair amount of gold i'm really glad that we we hit it uh it i didn't know if we were going to actually hit it it's kind of funny the the grade five was finally hit like 50 minutes after i had started the stream and it had been going on for almost 12 hours at that point and i was like man if it's already 12 hours and they still haven't hit grade five I feel real bad for the for the European communities out there that were that were trying their best to get this thing ramped up. I think maybe we need to make that a little bit easier. I think like six hours into the day, maybe that's a good time so that the people that have been sailing since day began, uh, the time began, they can actually, you know, get some pretty decent uh, uh, bonuses out there. But I know it's all based on social media, retweeting, interacting, stuff like that. So who knows? But um, hopefully you guys didn't have any problems with it. I really, really hope that you were able to get a pretty good renown boost out of it. Uh, get some gold rep. Let me hear some stories. Pirates, I think that's going to do it. So um, if you like this, if you, you had a good time, please consider uh, sharing it with someone else. Um, there's a, a YouTube version that if you want, you can always like and subscribe. That helps um, kind of know like how well stuff is doing for me. Uh, there's also iTunes reviews, there's Spotify ratings, uh, plenty of things that are free if you want to support me. Um, those are great ways to do it. Uh, just by sharing the information about the podcast to someone that may not know it. Uh, if you happen to sail across someone and they're cool, you could always let them know about the podcast if they like podcasts. Uh, plenty of ways to kind of get the, the word around about news and, and, and speculation. I love when folks do that. It means the world to me. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do that. First off, head over to the show notes. It has a, a complete contact list for me as well as the merchandise. Um, at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N on Twitter. Uh, I'm uh, C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com for the show. If you want to actually send in like a um, an email, I know like people have done emails most recently it's actually fantastic when that happens uh and and i think i've got some interesting characters uh lined up for some future um episodes so i know i'm going to be bringing in someone that's pretty good when it comes to pvp uh i'm trying to reach out to a couple other of the the content creators to see if they're interested in joining joining in um, i'm also still trying to work on a couple of the uh the actual interviews for devs too I've got uh, a couple devs that are really hard to, to lock down that I want to get in touch with them. And if that works out, then that'll be fantastic. Um, but definitely a lot of people that I want to get on, onto the show in the coming months uh, to see if I can get you all some interesting content. What do you guys think? Let me know who you guys want to hear from too. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you, Pirates. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. Oh, by the way, I managed to get the, uh, the vinyls. I, I, I found the vinyls. 
on sale at IM 8-bit. I bought the three vinyl uh, soundtrack for Sea of Thieves. I cannot wait. They're coming. RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far? Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does it mean to have a voice? And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones and... <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words! He's gonna grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerize him. This is Adelaide's Anarch movement. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Pulp Cthulhu. Told you I had it. Oh, we've all got the creeps going. I love it so much. Right there. Screechy child. <laughs> My favorite daughter. Maybe after what we just seen, we're feeling a bit trigger happy. And the new Cyberpunk Red. Babe, you're good, but. Better. Thought maybe you might be able to give me a counter Dosfidania. Straight through his neck. I don't see bone either, but I'm not gonna look. My leg's fine. I always knew you wanted to fly, kid. Come find me. Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. You can support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to Cast. R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world. Are you into the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for cyberpunk 2077? Are you looking to brush up on the lore, stay up on all the latest news, and talk about the game when it comes out? Check out the Cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from Robots Radio with me, your host, Robots. We'll go over all the details you need to know about the world, characters, and story of cyberpunk. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.